All right, and welcome everyone to another episode of the Senpai Kohai Podcast. It's your boy, Trey Sean, and with me, back from his first ever live filming of a Dojin anime, uh, it is Steven. Steven, how are you doing? How was Sticky Senpai? Are you okay? That's a terrible way to start the episode. You saw my face when you said that shit, and you couldn't help yourself from laughing. No, I didn't I've been sitting on that all day. Lot. Like, really? I have all day. I didn't film anything. God damn it. I did my hair today. That's about the stickiest thing I ever did. Oh, that just still doesn't yeah, sound it gets, good. Yeah, it gets worse. <laughs> damn it. Damn it, Trey. I can't believe you put me through this at the beginning of the episode. It's been, it has been like only like a week and a half, two weeks since uh, we did anything together. And it feels like it's been months. This is what happens when you have like a weekly podcast and you talk to someone that frequently. It's like, oh, I, you know, I had all this stuff going on. And so I couldn't do the uh, interview with, uh, what is it? Squid Shock Games? Squid Shock Studio. Yeah. For, uh, for Bo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I missed out on that. But, uh, but, you know, you did a great job on that front and it felt like the longest period of time ever. So I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be talking about nerdy shit again. It was all Turkey and black Friday and doom and gloom. Uh, But now it's a bright spot on my week and we get to talk about the things I love. So with that said, where are you at? Like I, I know you've been playing, you were playing some games last time I talked to you. Did you add more to your repertoire? Um, I have. I've added them digitally. I hopped in on the Black Friday sale. I grabbed me a... Oh boy, what did I get? I got Darkest Dungeon, which I'm actually really excited about. I found out that's a roguelike turn-based RPG. And that's mm-hmm. that's right up my alley. I didn't realize that's exactly what that was. So I snagged that. I got Astoria Rising, or Astory Rising. I may be... Uh, I may Astoria be Ascending. A story of Sending, that's it. Yeah, and that one yeah. is one I've had my eye on for a bit. A uh, really pretty JRPG um, with these long-legged, uh, like, their legs are extremely long for some reason. I knew like, you were going to say something about that. Almost bug-like people, but they're very pretty, <laughs> almost like Final Fantasy character-looking. Uh, but but anyway, Yeah, they definitely have very, some ornate looks. Mm-hmm. But very pretty. I'm very excited to get to that one. Um, and I got Death End Request to work on. Um, that's one I'm quasi excited about. The The part of me that's not excited is the visual novel half, because I know that the visual novel is heavy in that to a certain extent. So I don't look forward to that as much as I do the rest of it. And I know it's somewhat of a big thing somewhere in some rings. Um, and then me and my brother both got the Pokemon um shining pearl and brilliant diamond so hell yeah working on that now with my piplup run and i'm having some hiccups it's not a <laughs> not going so smooth i keep having to stop and grind a little bit but i'm getting there what else am i playing well is it oh like good lord that's a hell of a stack but you oh, you uh like i'm not playing all else. Those. You guess <laughs> i'm only playing <laughs> oh, pokemon <laughs> that that's just what i got i'm only playing oh, lord pokemon pearl and Final Fantasy Thirteen. That's what it is. Uh, right? Yeah, Thirteen. Yeah, you're playing Thirteen with Daryl. Like you guys yes. are kind of like playing through it at the same time. And mm-hmm. uh, I think I think didn't you say you overcame what stopped you from beating the game last time? Oh yeah. So at the end of one of the early chapters in the first half, there's uh, 
there's these two turtle bosses that uh that show up and you really have to work your paradigm system to beat these guys which is really kind of the key thing the whole the whole game you have to you have to know when to flip your paradigms and when i was a wee lad i just didn't catch on to that i i must have brooded <laughs> my way through the game up to that point and finally, you don't say yeah, yeah as i do through most things and so i finally uh i finally got to that point and i was like all right here it is it's you too and i finally played i beat it like on my second try and i was like oh wow that's embarrassing i just uh i was just training it up back then but i've grown as a man i've grown as a person and i've beat it i can i can do all things now i'm so proud of you like it's like breaking news trey has learned that finesse is what you need for some games to be beaten (laughs) now if only he could learn to block Uh, no except for you do block just with your face yeah my my greatest (laughs) shield (laughs) uh yes uh man i you gotta you gotta so you have a stack of stuff to go through but you're you're you do your pokemon runs pretty quick though normally normally they they only last me probably a week or two and then i i just do them as little breakers in between like that's probably only gonna last me not even till Christmas. I, I would be surprised if I'm doing this in a couple episodes. Yeah, I I mean, because I remember you don't spend a lot of time on extra stuff in Pokemons. You're like power level, get the gym leaders, get the elite four. Like we're out. I'm normally too strong. I don't. Well, since since I play with only one Pokemon and I, I do it, <laughs> I do. So it's a pip up run. Uh, yeah. I, the last one I did was Totodile, and my Totodile was just too strong. I, everything I hit was a one-hit kill I- anyway. So I'm kind of anticipating after a certain point, my Piplup's going to be the same way. But what's kind of worrying me now is, like, I, and I don't remember this in the first game, or the first time I played Diamond and Pearl, but it is a long-ass time to get to the second gym. And yeah, it is. <laughs> like, God, this forest is whooping my ass. But the way I'm grinding right now, like, I'm already almost level 30. And I'm almost to the second gym. Like, I've only got 100 levels. And I'm almost at 30. Like, yeah. I- I'm going to be too strong for most of these people already. My peck is incredible. My bubble beam is incredible. Like, if oh, I get man, an ice yeah. move and a steel move, th- these people are in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, but, I got I got Shining Pearl. As a matter of fact, uh, so did my, I. Uh, my my partner in crime surprised me with a copy of it. So we are working our way through uh, both versions of the game. Uh, my my only duty as uh, as partner in crime in this situation is to give her the uh, Pokemon that she can't get from my game. <laughs> so a small a small price to pay, honestly. It's not a hard job. I, I, yeah. No, no, it's super easy. I I'm playing the game as intended because believe it or not, I actually am enjoying this in an immense way because of the nostalgia level for me. Like cuz uh, we've talked about it before like on our Pokemon episodes. The only Pokemon I've completed, like done all the way through was the original blue. Mm-hmm. And uh I got a decent ways into a few other entries and and then I eventually, you know, get distracted cuz that's just the way I exist. Um and getting better at that, by the way, because your boy finished Hollow Knight. Just throwing that out there. We'll talk about that in a second. But okay. this okay. this this is a very pretty version of a 
DS game. And it is, I like it. I like the top down look. I, I like how kind of simple it is for me to, it, it like when I played uh, Sun and Moon and I played like Sword and Shield, those had a lot of extra stuff in it that really was kind of overwhelming. Um, I remember getting to the weird, like, like, I guess like theme park area mm-hmm. in Sun and Moon. And that just like it really distracted me. Like I didn't know what was going on. I, there were so many systems involved in it. I, it was just very, very jarring. Kind of took me out of the game at a couple points. And uh, but you know, it was it's still a decent game. I still played through a good chunk of it. But then I eventually got distracted. And then Sword and Shield was the 3D version kind of exploration game, and I got lost in a lot. Again, all the extra stuff you could do um roaming the field and like there's all these different towns and shops and systems to work with i think the daycare is in there and it, like it's just i don't know there's there's a there's a lot on my plate so it's i i get choice paralysis but this is this is like how i felt when i played blue was it was like all right i'm on an adventure gym one random other side quests gym two uh, a little bit of a you know ways and some trains fight gym three you know Nothing too complex. Now the the grand underground exists, and there's a, that's a thing you can do. Yeah, um, but it's re- it's really not required. Like it's just fun for you if you're looking for a specific type of Pokemon. It's just like the, it's that addition to the game that they put in there to try to justify like the sixty dollar price tag. But ultimately, you can actually ignore it for the most part and just play the game as is. And I, I thought that was really cool. It's very it's very pretty. Um, I like it. Simple simple functions and i like how they adapted some of the ds like functions with the 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 poke watch or whatever it is yeah the poke that yeah, that's cool. pretty cool yeah yeah i like that um it also doesn't make me it doesn't make me waste a skill slot on some of my pokemon for the uh you know cut and um the Rock hm Smash and all that mm-hmm. yeah doesn't make me waste it on a on a on a Pokemon. I can just once I beat the right gym leader, I can be like push button. A wild Baduff shows up and does everything because it's only a Baduff. I don't know if I'm saying that wrong. So this is so embarrassing. I cannot say it's, I, is it Baduff? It's Badoof. It's Badoof, right? Badoof. I keep saying it wrong. Like, like uh, some people pronounce Melissa it. Melissa keeps Paul. correcting me. Paul. Paul what, is like, the pronoun. Uh, uh, the, the german way but it's pronounced badoof over here <laughs> but no you're, you're good you got it yeah so yeah i'm as you can see i'm i'm actually like engaged in in pokemon and i'm I'm enjoying it again and I, I like it because it's that old style maybe it's a little more approachable for me in like the time frames i had to play it because i exclusively play it when i'm at uh my significant other's place and um we play it together and she's definitely outpacing me by a small margin, but I only play it over there. So yeah. when I'm back at the house, I do things like finish hollow Knight Finally. Hooray. Um, so before I, uh, we, before we get to hollow Knight, what is your okay. team looking like for Pearl right now? What, what are you? Okay. Running? Okay. Okay. That's a good, that's a good topic because the team, the team I have is, Equal parts the things I love and equal parts of whatever the fuck was around at the beginning of the game. <laughs> okay. So I got Piplup and I, I evolved my Pokemon. So I, I'm up to hey, shut up. <laughs> You're gross. Uh, sorry. I, I instantly became five apparently. <laughs> but uh, Prim, uh, Plup, which is also a weird name. Uh I, I think it's that like Prince. somewhere along the way they just get it's Prince what? Plup. What do you, what do you what do you mean Prince Pimplup? What, what do you mean? What? Pimplup? That, that's the 
that's the nomenclature there primp club is, is he primping himself no it's not no it's an N, prince not an M. he's a prince wait is, and so what's the last one is it like king up or something empoleon like emperor oh, it's an emperor thing like, like an, an emperor, emperor penguin, penguin. penguin. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's like, look, I don't know these things. I was I was proud of myself that I had memorized like a portion of the Poker app back in the day. Um, I've got like one terabyte up here of used Pokemon data. I've got. I need to delete it and put true. something useful. You, <laughs> you and your brother do have some pretty uh pretty in depth knowledge. I will give you that. But my Go team ahead, I'm sorry. consists of uh, yes, you're you're interrupting my brainstorming <laughs> uh, and explaining myself. I, these aren't even the words I'm intending to use. Um, Primplup is in there because I do love water Pokemon, and they tend to, uh, especially because he's it's a it's basically a flying and and uh, and uh, water, and I think he has a, like a steel move. At some he's, point, he's going to be steel and water. Just a heads up, he's not flying. He's he got a, he got a Look, couple flying moves. He's got but... Peck. He's got Peck. <laughs> that's it that's all he's going to get. And wing attack. I'm just giving you a heads up. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking talking to the the Pokemon like. Uh, Sorry, you, I already Pokemon looked ahead. Elitist? I already looked ahead. You did look ahead. You you read ahead in the book. It's not fair. Anyways, I also have a bird Pokemon. I have Staravia because uh, I mm-hmm. always love the the bird Pokemon. Um, my one, my strongest Pokemon in the original run was a uh, Pidgeotto. Pidgeot. Pidgeot is the last one. Yeah. Um, I yeah I had a Pidgeot and it just whooped the shit out of everything back in the day. So I I love the bird Pokemon. Uh, in Sword and Shield, it's the what is it that the the Raven that oh. turns into like a scary like mech Raven Corvanite. or something like that. Corviknight, yes, Corviknight. Yeah, I have a badass Corviknight that literally just is like ten levels ahead of everybody else. Anyway, so Primplup, I got Saravia, my bird Pokemon. Um, I also have Luxio. Because I like electric. Electric does a number on some on some uh, other types that the others don't. I have a a Hound Doom, who is fire and uh, poison typically, or those dark. Are the dark, whatever dark. Look, look. I remind you. You're hurting. I me. remind you. I only you're beat one me. of them. <laughs> I, you're hurting me. You're making me feel terrible and old. You're gonna say- Pikachu is a psychic type, and I'm gonna I'm gonna shut the podcast down. <laughs> Look, I just go by the the types of moves I can get, and he does get fire moves. By the way, I don't know if he gets any point. Yeah, he probably gets toxic or sludge. I'm, I'm not smog. See that. Smog. Yeah, oh, smog definitely. right now. Um, really helpful, but I can see that it's probably more dark and fire than anything else. But I have a Houndoom. Nice. And then I, <laughs> I have oh the I also have my Gyarados. I I always keep a Magikarp in the party until I get Gyarados. So, wow. I, I like Gyarados because the the water the water abilities and then the dragon abilities. Um, later. Yeah. On. Yeah. No, this yeah, is I, pretty. I, I always do that. Yeah. So I had. Let's see here. I got Primplup, Staravia, Luxio. Houndoom, Gyarados, and uh, Cricketune at the moment. Why do you have a Cricketune? I told you I have I have a lot of my Pokemon oh. based on whatever was around at the beginning of the game, and there was a uh, whatever was it the Cricketot? Cricketot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I I haven't replaced him yet. I have I have a Mew and a Jiraichi. I have a Ponyta. I actually have a multitude of better Pokemon gods. in my box. That, you have gods, like, but you kept a Krikatoon. <laughs> that's right. You know, hey, a bug Pokemon goes a long way sometimes. Actually, not really. That's never most of the time. They, that's they, never they true. Off pretty bad. I should really replace the Krikatoon. Yeah, I don't. I that's don't even think it, you have to. You have a pretty yeah. good team. That's. It's a pretty good shit you got there. I never had to bust out the Krikatoon. The Krikatoon is the sacrificial <laughs> lamb in most situations. Like, like he's a threat. Go, Krikatoon, take take a couple hits so these other guys can heal. It's it's that's literally what it is. I sacrifice him to the enemy. It's like, all right, now I can take a turn and drop a potion on on Primplup, or I can drop a potion on on Gyarados and get back out there, guys. Oh, Krikatoon died. That's unfortunate. Oh no, the corpse of your comrade. <laughs> Somebody get him. <laughs> <laughs> just step over the body it's okay no one will notice I, I, right. I keep getting like i keep having to like actually like because i get really motivated in fights and so i'll start talking shit to the 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 trainers i'm fighting so i keep telling i keep telling the game i'm like i'm like i'm gonna put your pokemon in the ground and Melissa <laughs> turns her head and goes I, they're just fainting and i'm like yeah 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 you're going to the ground like i'm just like so pumped for it and at the end of the battles they like make little faces i'm like that's right be pissed off give me your money like kick <laughs> i'm so, I'm kick so aggressive <laughs> like i'm so aggressive it's it's really terrifying like i'm i can't play like fighting games either because of the same reason i still do that anyway that's what i like doing okay. with the, the single pokemon it's just like that's right i see you have dragons oh but you didn't think this penguin was gonna do it you didn't think i was gonna run in your house with this bird <laughs> oh, that's what I'm yeah no for. i just i'm having a grand old time in the game i don't i don't regret getting my hands on it that's for sure yes, um, but speaking of but dead yes, bugs as, as i said earlier ah yes but uh, your boy beat hollow knight i did not beat it with the true ending or uh i did the basic the basic ending and i know there's still some other areas to go through and things to do to get like something more complicated and i'll go back and do it i will but i'm happy to say that i did beat it and i beat it with 69 percent progression that's pretty good i think yeah i think i did it with 75 and i think you were only like a couple hours behind me so yeah we, no i we're pretty good yeah, I was happy with uh, I I loved the game. The game was a blast. I actually want to go back through and kind of try to speed run some shit. Like I'm definitely not going to be a speed runner. Like I've seen videos of the speed runners like I told you, but I I want to try to be fast. Like cuz you can there's things you can do to get through areas and unlock certain skills in certain orders and then still get like your true ending but faster. And uh I want to try to do that at some point, but just it's I'm also you know, playing Pokemon, and I, I did. I really wanted to join you and Daryl in Final Fantasy 13. I installed it and everything, and it is fun to harass you that I'm going to play every game but Persona Five. But I finally did boot up Persona Five again. So, no, hey, per, Persona Five Royal. That's a book you need to close. It but is. Man. I'm really close to closing it. I'm in the content you never played, so I guess yeah, you could so say you haven't beat it either. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I beat the base <laughs> game. I beat the base game. I uh, I just have no frame of reference on where you're at. Like, I, I almost asked you the other day, where are you at? But then I remembered you're in the royal content. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to know. I, I don't know where he's at. I don't, I don't know what anything is. Yeah, but, uh, I think uh, 
I think I still I still have struggles with this game because I get that every character can lead to a certain thing, but I remember one of the reasons that was I was having like some issues with the game was like it hurt me to continue to like do things with certain characters, and I'm like they're like I'm in love with you, and you're like nah. Like every one of every one of the the female characters is like that. Like they have a moment where you have to basically just break their heart. That's hard. That's hard. I've I've learned their story. I've experienced their growth as a person. But I'm already dating Anne, so uh, I'm gonna have to break your heart. <laughs> For shame, you could have chosen Makoto. For shame. I look. I, I look. I, you know, upon the day I ever play this game a second time, Makoto's the girl. That's that's coming up next. Like she's. She's she's pretty awesome. I like her a lot. So since but, I couldn't uh, choose Sai, it, it was Makoto. Ah, uh, that's right. I remember you had to, that thing with Sai. I mean, she's awesome. So oh yeah, I like I like a lot of the characters in this game. They're all fun. I, Yusuke is a just a big Yusuke dork. is a trip. Have you done his yeah. Passion of the Christ scene? No, no, I haven't. I, oh, I I've left him alone. Uh, you need to, you I need to like, you need to finish him. <laughs> one of the ones I remember is when he's uh, when he's trying to draw this uh, w- woman and man in a boat, and so like he makes the main character row the boat out onto the lake, and he's drawing the couple, and he's talking about how passionate their love is, and they're yeah. like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I'm just I'm just sketching your pa- your passionate fiery love," and they're like, "I mean, I they're guess brother it's and fine. sister." <laughs> Yeah, if you if you're sketching familial love, and he's like, oh, apparently I know nothing of love. I had no idea they were related. <laughs> and your character's just there, being like experiencing the weird, and he comes up with every reason to be for everything to be acceptable. And it's just a a trip every time I I mess with his uh, his storyline. So, but yeah, I'm enjoying the game. I'm almost wrapped up with it, and then I'm gonna jump into some other JRPGs. I have quite but okay so this is the dumbest shit ever i have hundreds upon hundreds of games to play that i've collected over the years and i have no shortage of games i can start and for some reason i was watching something earlier today that reminded me of like some samurai films and i was like i want to play ghost of tsushima again like from the beginning just do all of it again don't no. you <laughs> no no <laughs> i, I won't platinum it yes i did no, don't you don't play you don't replay games you platinum. I did That's everything illegal. in that game. That's, That's illegal. not illegal. It is literally an experience like no other. Have you played it? No, I didn't get to. Not before I uh, got yeah. rid of my PlayStation. The the, the only way you are going to uh, uh, I was going to say I'll let you borrow it, but you don't have a fucking PlayStation. I'm sure it's coming to a uh, I think it is coming to Steam or PC. Is it? I th- thought it was. I know God of War is, yeah, you should. Because, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Sony's really pushing a lot of their first-party stuff over to the PC. Is Spider-Man coming over there, too? Mm, No. I heard about God of War, and I know, like, Horizon's on there. Spider-Man has not made its way yet. Spider-Man's still still on the the PlayStation. I still can't find a, a copy of Miles Morales on PS4 for, like, a decent price, which is garbage. Hmm. Upset. I don't I don't think there was a did it come to PS4? Oh, I thought it was just a PS5. For those that don't know or for or everyone didn't know, Steven nodded his head. 
that, yes, was a, sorry. That, was a, that was a visual cue. <laughs> it was a visual cue that I did not actually use words for because I was taking a sip of something. Um, like, I love the Spider-Man game. I actually want to go back and play it on hard because I I played most of, most of the main campaign. I kind of powered through just the basics on that one, and I really enjoyed it. But I remember enjoying the, the fighting system so much. I was like, I want to play this on hard because I was trouncing everything on normal. Like, I yeah. was, wasn't really a huge challenge for me. I uh, but, uh, I platinum that one. That was really real good. I, I really liked Spider Man. That was fun. I, I haven't gone back for Miles Morales, but I did enjoy Spider Man. Yeah, I. Uh, it's becoming more of a case where, I, like, I, you know, the more games I want are on PS Five. I just wish PS Fives were readily available. They're just not. No, it's a bummer. I I tried to sign up for to to be on a list for one, but I didn't get lucky. I guess so. It is what it is. Anyways, uh, so yeah, like I, I don't, I think it was like I, I finished Hollow Knight. I'm playing Pokemon when I'm at, uh, at my partner in crime's apartment, and then uh, I'm playing Persona Five. That's it. Uh, that wraps my video games. My video games are wrapped. Oh, I, I did, I did buy Civilization Six on my Switch so I can have something to be addicted to on uh, in a portable fashion. I can waste hours on that. You kill I picked me. up a copy. I got it. I got the messenger because Shane keeps singing its praises. Um, yeah, and then I picked up Spirit. Real good. I picked up Spirit Fairer, which is uh, uh, apparently like it's a cozy, easygoing, story-based like uh, management game hmm. where you have a boat and you can grow crops and craft things, but then get to know your crewmates and take on quests and travel places and gather resources. And there's a deeper story about you like ferrying you know people to the afterlife or something like that um but i'm you know you know how much i love my farming games yeah uh, and my crafting games so but i'm holding off on that but i picked it up because it was like half price so yeah those were my pickups on the sales not too shabby not too the, shabby uh, at all the, the harvest was plentiful for everybody <laughs> indeed absolutely so with that that kind of wraps up the games. And normally we would go into the things we're watching, but that's literally kind of the meat and potatoes of, of this episode, isn't it? Is, is what we've been watching. So so how do you feel about this trade? Do you think we should start with the with the uh the bad or the good? Let's go ahead and get the bad out of the way. That way it's uh, <laughs> that way it's gone, because I feel like the good is a, a better note to end on. Um so I watched this this trash called monster girl doctor and it was just as i said trash but i didn't realize how bad it was gonna be and it it looked like it could have been neat i mean if you look at the manga art it's pretty it's got a unique style to it and the anime looked like it had a unique style to it and i I think i've talked about it on here before as well like two three episodes ago but it just had like no character to it it had no good fan service to it no good fun nothing that would want to bring you back for more except for with the hope of please anything good god what is (laughs) here and i for the most part I, i i live tweeted most of the episodes to to our discord and I was like, okay, guys, here's what's going on. Looks like the the snake girl's acting pregnant. Oh, she's not pregnant. It's just a harpy. Turns out it's a harpy egg. Nope, she's a phoenix. Phoenix is in love. It's a bird harem. And it's just, 
it it was awful. There was nothing. Bird harem. It was a bird harem. Uh, that's uh, so. I remember this specifically because I could not help but notice that every Monster Girl had like a titty window shirt on. Yeah, it, everyone yeah. was dressed. The every same. one of them. Yeah, and everybody wore the same outfit. Like they had the collar, and then it cut down like like a diamond wide, and then cut. So so you just get the cleavage in the middle, but. Like yeah, like there's no support in those bad boys, but uh, yeah, like so so for a show with like absolutely the the titty window quotient was high, uh, there was no fan service really, no, none. And I mean, you know, cle- I mean, if you say cleavage, yes, but I mean, like there was, and I'm trying to think of how best to describe this. So you, I, I've said it before, there was no bounce to the ounce. And there just wasn't like, how do you have a fan service anime and things don't bounce? You know, that, that doesn't make any sense. The only things that were made to move weren't even the boobs. It was the tentacles on the creatures that were all CGI'd and it was awful. They were all done in set patterns that would just move and move again if you just looked at the screen too long you would see that that was the only emotion that would happen that was the only bounce with ounce and i hated it every time i see cgi i would be pissed because it it just wasn't fun i don't know so so in theory the reason you hated it was it was cgi motion in the ocean but no bounce with the ounce can i can i get that on a hat can i get that on a damn hat (laughs) Too much motion. Look, all I know is no it's very clear you're an opi boy. I I am, but when they don't move, opi something's wrong. Alert. Something is wrong, especially in a, <laughs> in this anime. Because like, if you look at Monster Masume, they never stop moving. Like it is constant motion, but like here, every image was static, and no, nothing was really. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to articulate this but nothing was fully animated like mouths arms chest body like even the snake girl in monster masume you know she slithered she moved around this girl Mm -hmm. would barely move around and if she did it was from a distance and it was cgi and it was it, it was awesome. And it wasn't good. Yeah, it and wasn't it good. Wasn't great. Did it do that whole thing where uh you get the still image and it like pans from the right to the left and like there's someone talking in that scene. But they're not yes. talking on screen. It's just like everybody's standing in the room and the in the camera essentially is like panning from right to left. And maybe at the end of that pan you get like a little bit of the mouth flap. But for the yeah. most part, the last like minute and a half has been just talking and like a, a slow pan over a still image. Yeah. That's um that's some budget animation kind of stuff going on there. And, it, you know, I've seen it in plenty of things, uh, man. But, it, you know, so you mentioned you mentioned the bounce, the bounce uh, with the ounce. I, I, I'm clearly not up on the the lingo of you. Kohai. Uh, I, I, I think I made that. Day, up. And I think don't I think, use that anywhere like, else. You make it bullied. like trademark <laughs> that shit. You better get on it. Um, but, yeah, I, I learned the word drip the other day and it scared all the young people I work with. So. Um, I guess I can't say things that young people say anymore. You but, gotta be careful. I mean, you don't want to say drip in like a plumber area, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> but I guess uh, I, I don't know. Uh, 
what's the context? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of get the, I kind of get the concept of of drip as a as a phrase. It's just like a new way of, of you know, saying like good fashion. Yeah, uh, there was all kinds of stuff like that during the '90s and '80s, and there's all the, there's always a generational thing. But boy, do I love just scaring young people by saying their lingo. Yeah, and I try to dad it up as much as humanly possible to make it even worse. So it's it's a lot of fun for me at work. Like I get a little bit of entertainment in like scaring the young kids at work that I know what they talk about. Um, <laughs> so that's fun. I uh, it's scared. They're terrified that I know what TikTok is. Uh, you know, they're like, "Oh God, Stephen knows what TikTok is." I'm not dead. Fuck. <laughs> I'm a lot. I'm but li- anyway, <laughs> like. I can look at things. I'm on the internet. Like fucking Christ. Anyways, yeah, yeah you're you're bouncing the answer. So it reminded me a, a total tangent there. I apologize. There is a series. Have you ever heard of a series called Burn Up W? Burn Up W. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's called Burn Up W. There was uh, there's there's other one that was just Burn Up, and then there was another series that was Burn Up W. But one of the most famous things about Burn Up W is them opies. And, and the bounce to the ounce that they got. Um, they uh, they actually released it, ADV released it back in the day with a jiggle counter as an extra for the DVD. Now that's what I'm talking about. Like that. I'm dead serious. Like the a little like a little like pair of boobs would pop up on the top right of the screen or something, and it'd have a counter, and like every time she moved and it jiggled or something like that, it would like ding ding. That's funny that's oh my gosh yeah. and i know you haven't watched uh, dragon ball abridged yet but no. there's a uh, there's a death count for krillin in uh in dragon ball <laughs> abridged for every time he dies <laughs> and it, it dings every time i uh i like this this uh animation for burn up w i'm looking at yeah it now. This I, is some classic I love that era, looking stuff yeah i love that era but I don't think I've seen I'm super this nostalgic. Anywhere. I'm super nostalgic for some of the older stuff lately. And don't get me wrong. It's not better. There's still a lot of dumb shit from the 90s and, yeah. and the early 2000s. Like, uh, like okay, uh, let's see if I uh, look up the title Amazing Nurse Nanako. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I'm in that. There's some. I'm in verb. I'll have to do that. Uh, I'll have to do that another time. <laughs> but that before later. we before yeah. we do that, speaking of anime, mm-hmm. oh, before we get to you and your goodness, so I'm actually watching. Uh, I finished Monster Girl Doctor. It didn't get any better. They 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 created a awful love triangle between, or sorry, a lust triangle between three creatures the snake girl the spider girl and the horse girl that all lusted after the doctor who had no affection or interest in anybody but being a doctor um so nobody cared about anything it was all just lust whatever no one cared i was gonna ask you like is there an actual overarching plot at some point or is he just like is he just uncaring like he has no actual personality of his own he has no personality i mean he's i'm a good doctor and that's it I just do good things. And the, I, I was talking to my brother about it. And the thing about uh, that makes Monster Masume really fun, I don't know if we've talked about it here, but like, you know, that guy, 
he has to choose someone that he's going to wed. And he also has to house all these monsters in his house. And so he has a choice, but he also has obligations and duties to all these women. And so Mm. watching him juggle this is really fun and entertaining for him because he gets stressed out and struggles with this every episode as a new one gets introduced. Yeah. But in Monster Girl Doctor, it's just, oh, I got a call out. Oh, looks like it's a ditzy Cyclops with low self-esteem, which was literally the episode. And so he had to figure out how to help her. And it turns out it was just something in her ear. I don't, it was awful. And he, he didn't, it was, I don't even know where I'm going to go with that. It's, it frustrates me. I I remember reading Monster Masume as a manga first and, I was impressed that uh, there was definitely some, you know, fun fan service things and stuff like that, but it actually did address like a storyline and like how he thought about each of the girls and, and what he should do in those situations. And I thought that was really, it was really unique. I, I, I haven't, so I still haven't watched the anime, which is so sad. I I've only read the manga. I'm, I think it was the, that one. I'm devastated you're devastated okay fine i'll order the steel book of the series and then i'll watch it order two <laughs> order two <laughs> order two <laughs> all right Golly. oh i'm sorry you had to sit through that i'm sorry you had to experience it like i was hoping at least there was like some like little plot line or something but it's that there, sounds like there was but it ended up being him saving the dragon lord of the city from a tumor that she had and the only thing he got from it was saving her but now she has this brother complex with him and so she went around for the last two episodes calling him big brother doctor or something and he just had to fend her off and i was like this is the payoff this is what i get for watching the show is a big brother complex and that that's it i i was <laughs> offended yeah it was I could have. I'm just sorry. There's shows like that, by the way. We all we all have shows like that. That that you just get to the end of it and you're like, "Wow, I can't get those six and a half hours back." No, I, I had a better time at the end of Neon Genesis Evangelion than I did. Oh, that's right. At the yeah. end of Monster Girl Doctor, because <laughs> wow. at least this one put yeah. at least Evangelion put me in like a a mental state of I hate myself, but <laughs> Monster Girl Doctor put me in a state of I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> you hate everybody else. Ah, I hate everything. Uh, well, I understand that. I have I have some shows like that too. Oh God, I I have some series that I I remember starting, getting halfway through, and I was like, I hate it. I'm gonna watch the rest of it. Yeah, you're already committed. Yeah, like if I put three hours in, what's three more hours? Yeah, that's probably a bad and unhealthy way to think. If I'm being honest with myself. <laughs> But, but someone it, has it's, to champion through it. Someone has to watch this for the people, so you that's can share right. with them. Hey, this is bad. Don't yeah, do it. I say, I we do the work. It. Yeah, we do the work. We do the work. That we do the work of God. Okay, maybe not that. No, no, but we that, do the work of we. This is the Lord's work. <laughs> people may people may think we're not crusaders, but we are. So heads up, guys. Heads up, guys. Monster Girl Doctor is a big effing no. Don't don't waste your time. And if, you, if uh, I catch you adding it to your watch list, I will show up and I'll slap your hand and I'll slap you. <laughs> don't, don't you add it. Threaten that violence, Trey. That's how you're really going to get up. 
<laughs> so all right that, so I de- oh go ahead go ahead i i decided to start something wholesome and uh i, I went through all of verve updated my watch list with everything that looked good to me and i, I decided to start somali and the forest spirit instead oh that's right and so i uh i'm like two three episodes in on that it's nice i could tell there's gonna be a real bad heartbreak at the end um mm-hmm. but uh it's good. I like it. Good, wholesome stuff. Something to, something to live for in this one. So I'm cool with it. All right. So something good. Something good. Something good. You should also watch uh, Teasing Master Takagi. Have you heard of this series? Uh, yes, but I can only ever find season two. I can never find season really? one. Yeah, or at least that's the way it's shown on like Netflix. Because Netflix has mm. season two, not season one. I may have to check my verb on that. But yeah, you need to check your verb on that. That show is so good. It's such a like a like a wholesome show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been I've I've read the manga. I collect the manga. Uh, they actually have a sequel manga, and where they're adults, and it's uh it's super sweet too. And uh, yeah, it's, it's Tanaka ship ship you Is that what it is? no okay i'm sorry i'll leave i'll like i'm offended that you forgot the name of the series in the span of about 30 seconds i'm offended at you sir i forgot more and less don't don't be too offended i've i've we we've hung out i know um (laughs) but yeah check out tz master uh, takagi kun or takagi kun i don't know why there's kun on there um anyways that's a great cute series uh so so all right we've we've hit your bad and you've also seen what you're we're we're bouncing back with a little bit of good but i binge star wars visions on disney plus which is uh if you don't know an anthology of shorts animated shorts on star wars it's basically a bunch of really famous animated studios got to do like somewhere around like 15 to 20 minute little short animations set in the star wars universe they like just like go wild with it and uh you know i've been you know some some of my friends watched it like right when it came out and i kind of been putting it off and kind of wanted to make sure i had time to sit down and watch it all and so that's what i did today <laughs> i watched all nine of these little shorts and i gotta say i was remarkably impressed with how good it was um some of the to give you a highlight of some of the stuff is uh i'll kind of do a quick one uh, the first episode is the duel and it's essentially kind of like it's ma- it's kind of like made to be like an old school like samurai film uh village is being harassed by bandits which are actually just stormtroopers left behind after the collapse of the empire and uh it turns out that they have a there's a wandering ronin who shows up to town with a droid and he's just kind of hanging out village gets attacked by bandits of stormtrooper variety they have a sith leader with them and the Ronin joins in on the fight and duels the Sith uh, fighter. And uh, there's some other plot points to it. I'm just not going to spoil. But it's um, it's amazingly animated. And it's, it's 3D CG. It's done by Kamikaze Dolga, who do the opening animation for JoJo. That sort of like, Ooh. that sort of like hand-drawn manga panel kind of quality, but the 3D version of it. Yeah. And the the animation the animation really stands out here the action is fantastic in it and uh the english dub is pretty good 
Um, I like there's a lot of famous people across the board that did voices for the English side of this. Um, you know, you have Neil Patrick Harris in one of them, Alison Brie, Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, good Lord, uh, David Harbors in one of them. Uh, they, there's a lot, there's a lot of really famous names in the English side, but yeah, that really kind of doesn't matter. Like, honestly, it's just, it's clearly the voice acting direction was really well done. It sounds good. Um, but this duel is really well animated. But my favorite thing about this first little short, the duel is it looks like the old school black and white kind of like samurai films, but the anim the animation, the, the kind of hand drawn stuff, it makes it look like somebody drew and drew pencil on all these characters. Like it's, it looks like charcoal or like pencil and like someone did an eraser on some sections to kind of like fade in the actual like lines into like kind of a blurry white gray mess. And it's all done really, really well. And it's, it's, it's an extremely good little uh, short. I recommend like, it's, it's one of my favorite ones in the entire line. After that, you get to Ooh. Ep- episode. Yo, before you go to the next one, did you see the opening for Jojo part six that dropped? No, Stone Ocean one. I didn't get to see it. Dude, it looks good. It's, it looks really good. It really. Oh, yeah. I need to finish watching JoJo. I'm on part three. Yeah, me too. I'm so I far need behind. To, I need to catch uh, up. I do need to catch up. Like I, all the talk of it has me excited. Like I'm wondering if I can. Like I've I've binged two things in the span of four days. I bet that's I can get the rest of JoJo. That's, a, <laughs> that's like eighty episodes. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I, I clearly have started making bad time management choices, and I think I can keep going. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 Your face I, when I, I said that. I'll endorse it, I guess. As long as you're <laughs> multitasking. If you listen to a dub and play a game, you're doing good. I'll endorse that. I'm doing that. that. I, look. I had to accept the fact that if I want to get on Kohai's level of optimization, it's got to be dubs. So I can work out and watch a dub. I can uh, work on varying other things on my computer while watching a dub. I can clean while I watch a dub. I can play video games while I watch a dub. So I have started to get on your level, man. I've started to get there. But we're not there yet. Anyways, episode (laughs) two of Star Wars Visions is actually probably the weakest one oh. honestly um it's it's done by like it's kind of done like everybody's sort of chibi in it like Boba Fett shows up in an ep- in this episode but he's kind of like squat and kind of like cutesy anime to a certain degree um it's basically about this padawan who escapes uh <laughs> one of the younglings escaped uh and oh, he ends God. up being kind of t- yeah, he gets taken in by uh, like this uh, this hut, um, like the kind of like slug kind of creatures that Jabba is, and mm-hmm. they're, they're, he joins his band, and so there's this band that's getting chased by Jabba the Hut, and so uh, they end up like putting on a show and and, and managing to avoid getting killed. Uh, I think my the reason it's so weak is because it, it's just kind of meandering; it doesn't quite have a decent pace. But the second thing is like I also had a problem with it because they do have the English voice actors sing the song at the end of the episode. And it's very clearly a Japanese style song that they've tried to translate into English. And don't get me wrong. I admire that work. Like I I don't want to shit on any musician. I I'm a musician. I it's not easy. 
but for me it's really also hard whenever like it's clearly this song was written with a certain style and a certain language in mind and trying to translate that into english it's noticeable Mm-hmm. it's really well animated it's really cool uh, like it looks really nice it's all set in ta- Tatooine. it's called Tatooine rhapsody um but it, it it's just very noticeable that it's a japanese song being sung in english and that that kind of took me out of it a little bit and yeah, it was it was cute it was a cute little uh cute little short it's probably the weakest one out of the entire line and of course after that we get to number three by studio trigger we all know trigger we know how much yeah, oh, yeah. I love Trigger. And this we all, one is called we the all Twins. Yeah, this one is called the Twins, and this is so Studio Trigger has two shorts in this in this thing, and this is the one that looks like Promare. This is the one that looks like Kill a Kill. It's the like basically you have these twins that were made to be like ultimate dark side, you know, warriors, and they they get the the was it the 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 Kyber Crystal. And they, it's supposed to be used to power like a Death Star-like planet-destroying laser. But it, one of the twins is like gung ho, dark side, like let's freaking do this. And the other one's kind of like, nah, I kind of want to do whatever I want. And so, like, he steals the crystal they're using. They're going to use to kind of like, uh, you know, get, you know, reinvigorate the empire or whatever. And so okay. the twins start fighting. And they start fighting in space with wild light, lightsaber shit and everything. Like it's just so trigger. It's so like, trigger. It's, That's it, that it, absolutely trigger. like the 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 angles, the glitz, the craziness. Like I just like there's more to it than that. And there's a reason why one of them is one way and one of them is the other way. And they they do manage to cover that pretty quickly in the episode. I'm not really going to spoil it because I still want you to go watch it. But it is trigger. And it's that same over-the-top wild shit. The Twins is the one they put on the front of everything, and they should have, because it looks beautiful, and it's really well done. Um, after that is number four is The Village Bride, and it's kind of this uh, Jedi gets called to this kind of other world by a friend, and they're having a wedding, and you find out the, uh, about their closest with nature and... Of course, that closeness with nature makes them also capable of understanding the force, even though they don't know it is the force. And it turns out there's this, you know, group of not bandits, but they call them separatists or whatever. And they've learned how to use some of the old the old republics like uh, attack drones. Yeah. And so they're de- they're demanding to hold the chiefs, the chief as collateral so they can basically exploit the rest of the planet and all this for resources and the daughter of the chief officers herself up. And so she's getting married to the, one of the guys in the village that she's and there's this Jedi that's kind of like got her face in behind a mask and just kind of observing everything and their customs. And it's really cool. It's, it's really well done in a way that it's uh, it looks interesting and, in the end, of course, the one with the mask kind of like steps up to kind of help them so they don't have to give away their chief's daughter and like the, the couple doesn't end up getting in trouble. Uh, and it's got some pretty cool action. It looks really good. Um, that one was, that one was decent. It was a little bit uh, that it looks it's really well animated because pretty much everybody involved in this whole process is uh, just these are like top tier animation companies. I think that one was uh, studio uh, production IG production id oh, ig that one they yeah. got and it's uh hmm. it looks great yeah no they got some they got some some fr- got oh, the no, names that wasn't production ig 
Yeah, it, Production IG did another one on there. I apologize. I forget exactly. This might be Studio Colorite or something like that. Um, but it looked really fantastic. It, I liked the end because like it's just kind of like an epic moment. It's very like samurai uh, sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was really well done, but it's also kind of very predictable. So I was like, all right, that was fun. Uh, there's another one called uh, after that called the Ninth Jedi, and that one's done by Production IG, and it's basically about how this uh, message goes out to all these uh, Jedi across the galaxy after you know all of them have been purged that you need to come here and we'll get and I'll give you a lightsaber because lightsabers are gone from the universe because of the purge. And it's basically about this lightsaber smith and his daughter. And his daughter basically is tasked with taking these lightsabers to this group of Jedi that was summoned. And uh, and it's and she gets she ends up getting chased, of course. Like, and she can use a lightsaber. And she has it's a really cool idea. Is like she has no color to her lightsaber, and it, she can she can jump around, she can fight with it, she can use it the way it's supposed to be used, but it has no color because she hasn't really learned how to connect to the force in a way that it, it really shows her. And I think that's a really cool concept. And of course things go awry and she eventually ends up in a fight and her, her lightsaber does change color to match what she is. I'm not going to say anything because it's actually, you know, important to the plot, but yeah, she ends up, you know, kind of going through that and it's really, it's got some really cool action scenes. Um, the action scenes for that that episode are top notch, and it's production IG, so I'm not too surprised. But that one that one was one of my favorites that I that I got to watch. Um, what else was there? No, there's a lot <laughs> um, here. These these all sound yeah. Really no, there's cool. There's another one that's got like a it's kind of a it's got an Astro Boy vibe to it. It's basically it's a Tob One is a droid that is uh, created in and uh you know taught by this professor and you you eventually find out that the professor was a jedi and uh but he was in hiding of course and trying to like terraform a planet and so the things happen and then the kid kind of the the kid uh astro boy style kind of like robot it ends up finding like a message from the 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 professor after some stuff happens and he calls him toby and so he ends up fighting the the robot ends up fighting a Sith, and uh, it's got a really cool like kind of specific vibe to it, and it's it's got a decent amount of action, but it's more about like the character and like kind of the style. Mm-hmm. So it's very much a it's a very much a kind of a, a showcase of animation and style in that episode, and less content. It's like pretty. It's not nothing amazing, but it's more about how they animate it. That's kind of unique. My only issue with that, that episode is the fact that the music direction is a little weird. I don't know if it's supposed to be weird on purpose, but it's also animated by science. Saru, which if you don't know is the studio that uh, Masaaki Yuasa founded uh, with another creator. And I don't know if I've, have I talked to you about Masaaki Yuasa? Maybe the name sounds familiar. So he's the, He's the one that does all the like really bizarre, weird version of animation in Japan movies. Um, he does uh, the night of short girl walk on Lou over the wall, devil man, cry baby. And it's got all that kind of unique design and it gets very trippy at times. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like the feel from this, from this episode. And that, that episode is literally called T O B one, which is Toby. 
and it's got a cool little story and it wraps up pretty nicely the sound direction's on a little weird but overall still better than the uh the weird tattooing rhapsody like concert one um yeah good lord uh where am i at? i got i got a cool little list here so uh like something to break down the episodes yeah yeah just because like i'm trying to remember all because i watched all nine back to back to back to back and uh so the here we go star wars visions it's nice to know that they don't exactly or directly tie into anything to the movies that was something that held me up mm-hmm. from really watching and getting invested because i didn't want to mess with mm-hmm. the lore or canon in my head i guess to where i felt like i needed to watch one of the side shows that have come out or are about to come out or anything like that so that's what's unique about this is each one is clearly set in a different style a different time period of the story and there's actually stuff in alternate history so none of it is technically canon as of right hmm. now there is there is one i really 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 want to be canon or at least get its own show which i will get to um let's see here episodes okay i did the duel tattooing rhapsody the twins the village bride the ninth jedi toby ah the elder so this is the other one the elder is another one basically animated by trigger but this is triggers like mature side of uh development so it's not uh the main guy that does uh like you know gurren lagon and and uh kill a kill it's it's some of their other team members and it's very much more like very defined artwork very almost kind of realistic and it's basically about this jedi master and his padawan they go to this this planet padawan clearly wants to be like more in action and the jedi master is like well you know you really don't want to do that and so they show up to this this planet apparently they felt some evil force ancient evil force on the planet and they're kind of investigating and the padawan goes out looking into stuff and they run across this old guy who is basically a sith master and uh he he tries to the the padawan realizes this is a bad situation so he tries to escape but the elder basically is like this like hardened like sith fighter he has like he has two lightsaber blades that look like little short swords and he just does pretty crazy acrobatics it's got really good fight choreography in this one and so his uh padawan gets injured by the elder to drag out the master because the guy just wants to fight somebody strong and he knows that there's somebody stronger in the force on the uh on the planet so of course the ma- the master goes out there and fights this elder guy and it's a pretty cool fight because they do something in this fight that I've always wondered why don't you do this thing and that is okay so like you know when they go to strike and they block with the other the other sword yeah well that's what happens in this one is like he kind of like blocks his lightsaber with the with one of the the little blades um during the fight and he kind of gets distracted for a second. And the master, like, I don't care about spelling this one, so suck it up. Um, the master undoes the lightsaber, like draws it back into the blade, drops it down, and then l- puts it on his chest and turns it on. Yeah. Like, so, just pops so, like, that, I've always, yeah, like, I, I've always wondered that. Why don't you turn it off and then on to, like, avoid some of these, like, guard blocks? Like, he's just like, he's like, uh, we're pushing against each other. I'm blocking you. He gets distracted. He's like, off. And he's like, boop, got you in the heart die motherfucker like <laughs> sorry i got really aggressive there but yeah it's like and then of course the padawan learns oh maybe i shouldn't overset my boundaries and it's just a it's a fun little short i don't think there's really much to it but it's clearly set in a period where the jedi haven't been purged so uh, as you can see 
the timeline for each of these is different. Like hmm. the creators, the creators of these, like the writers of each uh, short were given like free reign. It was like, don't worry about any of the, the weird like storylines. Don't worry about canon. Don't worry about licensing. Just do what you want. Yeah. And that one was really, really good. And uh, this next one, this is episode eight before number nine. And this one is called Lop and Ocho. Uh-huh. This is the one where everybody makes jokes about now you're a, fur- a furry. Because um, it's basically set in this uh, this planet where there's like this family, like a clan, that uh, a very Japanese kind of clan sort of situation. And uh, there's this kind of, you know, slave rabbit type species character named Lop. And she's stealing food and she gets caught by the the head of this clan and his daughter and the daughter kind of forces her dad to like kind of sort of adopt lop as her sister uh because you know she's in trouble and so that that's literally the beginning of it and then it shows later on that as adults like like seven years later as adults like lop is a member of their family and and her sister Ocho is kind of like on the side of the empire. Like we need to do this with the empire. And the dad's like, no, we did this stuff before without the empire. They're trying to take over. You have to see this. And the daughter and him just going head to head. And of course, Lop being the, the like devoted, you know, like she was taken in from being a slave street urchin and into a very prominent house. So she respects both her father, her pseudo father and her sister. And she wants them all to be a family because it means so much to her. And like, mm-hmm. basically they're dividing. This is a very like traditional, like samurai kind of storyline. And uh, the daughter ends up cutting off her hair and joining the empire. And the father is like trying to fight back. And the, the, you know, the rabbit sister uh, is trying to figure out how to make everything work. And in the process, because, you know, the original daughter is supposed to be the successor to the family and so she's looking out for the future even though she's kind of misguided it's really like it really relies on you to just believe that this person is like blindly not using their head but whatever so the dad gives the rabbit creature the family heirloom which is a sword can you guess what kind of sword it is a lightsaber it is a lightsaber ah yes you're right and so the story continues on and like her her uh her dad and her sister, like they go to meet and talk and then explosions happen and she goes and chases them down and she gets there and the, and the dad and the daughter are fighting and she's got like this crazy, like multi-piece, like bladed sort of like uh weapon. And he's got a, uh, you know, something else he's fighting with and she ends up taking him out and then Lop shows up and busts out the lightsaber, which is of course in the shape of Katana, not really like your traditional round lightsaber. Like it's, it's like a Katana. And, uh, of course, that pisses off the sister, and she's trying to convince her to to join back in. I, I'm spoiling the heck out of this. I don't care, but it's amazing. It's really, really well animated. And they end up, the two sisters end up fighting because she, uh, and it, you find out that basically her species is connected to the Force because uh, she basically is fighting with the lightsaber katana against her sister and then pulls like the other weapon that her father had and then fights back against her. And they do some crazy acrobatics and shit like that. And it literally ends with the the sister getting kind of like, to, like kind of topped by Lop, but then you think 
you think she's dead and she like fell off the edge and then she comes it shows her standing on the front of a, a like a cruiser and comes up out of the the uh the space that she supposedly fell in and they just kind of eyeball each other and that, like that's it that's it like clearly Ooh, there's more man. to the story yeah it's really really cool like and the hard part is like is selling this via audio is, is a little challenging because like the action is so fluid it's really really well done and uh that like the whole experience was really really good i uh, that story right there just had a lot of potential and it's very anime but it's well paced and the action is is really good and i like the character of lop she's she's altruistic she wants the best for everyone she cares about but she does what she has to and i thought that was really really nifty um also, Ocho's a spoiled little bitch, but whatever. Uh, bunny girl, a uh, bunny girl Jedi is the best. Huh. But last but not least, uh, last but not least, there's the episode which is uh, Akakiri, um, and it's basically about this guy who returns to a forbidden love interest that he had that is a princess of a planet after one of the members of the royal family turns out to be like a Sith and is like taking over, and he. Uh, he comes to help her and there's like a little bit of a journey and things like that. And then there's kind of a twist towards the end. It was kind of boring, um, but it has Masaaki Yuasa's like pretty, uh, you know, unique art style to it. And that one, that one was just like the ending is cool, but it it's like, Oh, that's unexpected. Now what? And, but it's a short, so it can't really go anywhere. So that one, I was like, so in terms of, in terms of like performance of that series, like the shorts, I'd say like a good six out of the nine are like top tier and the other three are just kind of like, okay. Um, I'd, I'd say one of my favorite things about it is just like the, the sound direction is fantastic. You get some of the classic uh, John Williams music in there, but kind of like changed uh, like on, in the first episode of the duel, they have duel of fates from star Wars episode one. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's a, it's a specific version of it. And then they have some of the John Williams like soundtrack stuff like kind of adapted with like Japanese style instruments in some in some of the episodes. I like, wonder if uh, if you if you look at a lot of the Disney movies that are produced now, every single one of them uses Skywalker sounds. So I wonder if uh, if they were able to outsource to Skywalker for these anime studios oh, yeah. to use this. I wouldn't doubt it. Like it looked like they gave them every resource to like whether it be like designs because one of the interesting things about the twins is at the beginning of the twins each of them has a suit that's very darth vader like to uh facilitate this like uh kyber crystal uh kind of thing weapon and it's all supposed to go through them using their dark dark side uh power and one of them looks like the original like prototype drawings of uh darth vader's outfit like I don't know if you ever have you ever seen that like the 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 mask was much more pointed in I don't think the original I have. prototypes. Yeah, it looks super evil in the original like uh, kind of like production art, and mm-hmm. they kind of toned it down and made it a little more square in, in in some places. But the original one looks like very pointy, very evil, very scary. Um, and they they clearly got a chance to look at that and really adapt it for their own designs, and it was really well done. There's there's fun shout outs throughout the whole thing. There's like a pod racing, like the the bit in the oh, yeah. in the episode Tatooine Rhapsody. There's they're they're performing at a pod racing circuit, and like they're about to you know do a pod racing thing, and it's like you know they get to perform. Uh, the one of the twins, the twin that is technically good. It uh, wears an outfit after he gets knocked out of his body, his his uh, 
special suit. He wears an outfit remarkably similar to Han Solo's outfit. Um, Just subtle little Easter eggs throughout. Yeah, there's like just like fun. Like uh, clearly, these folks love Star Wars, and they wanted to like really show wear that love on their sleeve. And I, I I appreciate that. It was a lot of fun. I it's it's worth it. The like two to two to two and a half hours it takes to watch all of them to just check it out, and you'll see some great animation work. I mean, not mm-hmm. just Trigger, like uh, the Kamikaze Doga ones are good. Uh, I really liked Production IG's work. The the action in Production IG's short is just top notch. It is one of the best there is. Um, to kind of wrap up, the only thing I have to say at the end of this is really the fact I really wish they didn't rely so heavily on the Jedi and the Sith because there's a wealth of other type of characters in the Star Wars universe, like bounty hunters and crime syndicates and things like that. And it's not, it doesn't have to all be lightsabers and force powers. I guess you can do some more with it especially in like the 15 to 20 minute range that you have, but it would have been cool to see stuff like that, or maybe some cool, like star, uh, like, like, uh, spaceship battles yeah. or something. Ooh. Yeah. And that's cool. my only, it's my only qualm. I'm not saying it's bad. I just, I noticed there was, there was a remarkable amount of Jedi and Sith. And then the Kyber crystals that are used in lightsabers come up in like all, but like three of them. Like it's, you'll be like, okay, I see, I see a pattern here. I see a pattern, but it's, it is by no means a bad batch of of stuff to watch. I hope we either get a second round of shorts or maybe they can adapt Lapanocho's story. Cause that shit just has so much potential, so much potential to be really, really good. Um, so I hope, I hope, I hope, and I spoiled some things. I, I hope you guys can forgive me, but it's still worth the watch the animation alone. I, I can't, I can't sell the animation with words alone. You need to go watch it. So, yeah. But with star Wars visions out of way, we get to the meat and potatoes of what I want to talk about. And that's arcane. Oh my God. Big fella. <laughs> no, yeah, we can't, no. <laughs> we can't, we gotta save that for another episode. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, with, we we've we've covered a lot today with Star Wars visions and yeah no it's great you need to uh, just like drop in a couple each night like they're literally <laughs> tops twenty minutes the longest one is twenty one minutes very um, digestible is how it sounds yeah and you don't and that's that's the great thing about it you don't have to know there there are some things here and there that if you watch Star Wars in its entirety and know all the things about it you're like oh that's cool that's a nice little Easter egg that I saw in the background but ultimately. You just need to know that there's space wizards and space knights. And uh, yeah, it's, it, they're fun in their own way. I mean, hell, the duel is pretty self-explanatory. So yeah, definitely definitely worth a watch. And I, I recommend it to everybody uh, to check out. It's, that was a smart move on Disney's part. It was a good use of the resources available to them. Um, and bringing in what is... Because we know anime is big now. Anime is huge now. There is a huge market for it. Um, you got services like Netflix, Amazon, and our traditional anime streaming services out there that are trying to get in on this. Yeah. And uh, Dis- Disney was smart. They pulled some of the finest in the business. Uh, I think the only thing they could have really done more is somehow managed to get a studio Mappa to do a short. And hell, you know, it's Disney. So there's a good chance that could still happen. Uh, if but, they uh, weren't so busy yeah. with Chainsaw Man, I'm sure they'd be down. 
God damn it. I'm so excited I'm, for Chainsaw Man. I'm sure that's Man. their priority. I'm sure Mickey Mouse couldn't pull them away from Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think Chainsaw Man is going to have the same kind of vibe as Jujutsu Kaisen in yeah. terms of like action and gore and things like that. I think it's going to be really awesome. Uh, fingers crossed, because I read the manga and I was blown away, and I hope that Mappa can really step it up. But we will call it a night there. I'm going to put you to bed, Trey, because it looks like you're halfway there. And uh, with that, <laughs> with that, with that, we will wrap it up for the night. We want you guys to check us out on your typical podcast platforms. We're talking Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and all those other places you might find us. Because I'm pretty sure we're there. And if you want to talk to us, hit us up on Twitter at Senko Podcast. We're kind of spreading our wings. We're trying to expand our horizons, if you will. Talk to us. Ask us questions. We'll give you some answers. And if you don't ask us questions, we're still going to tell you things anyways. I hope you enjoyed the show. And Trey, you ready for bed? <laughs> I don't I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I, hit, I hit you with that, that radio DJ energy, and you were not ready for it. You did. God, that was a... That was fast. That was a that was a lot. Now, just send in the next mix. But no, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Uh, yeah, I think you said everything. We're on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter. We're posting on all those. Um, Absolutely. We're even putting up business cards at your local businesses. We're ready for everything. But we are. For Hopefully, now, a website. We're ready for bed. by the by the beginning of here. Um, mm-hmm. More to follow on that, and. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I want to say we'll have more updates as we go. But yeah, Stephen, I think that's it. Let me get under the covers. All right. Good night, bye. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>